millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. Uh, this week we will be talking about uh, the very long, very uh, interesting and um, I, I would say very, very impressive career of one, uh, Denzel Washington, uh, star of quite a few movies that you'll know and that we are going to talk about. Uh, joining with me, Robert State, today is Chris. Hey. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Jason. Hello, good to be here. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to like start this off just by talking about, um, I mean, for, like, for, I, I guess just like your overall, like your your, your general opinions on uh, Denzel Washington as an actor. You know, like without specifying any of his films, like just just what you like generally think about him as an actor. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, got such a presence, such a. He's so formidable. Like any role he's been in, it just dominates the screen. To be honest, um, going back through his films, he's chosen roles that have played to that strength. You know that he is so powerful on screen. Um, but even ones where it could have been a little bit more slippery, he still manages to just bring like so much to the to the role and so much to the film. Um, but I think largely, I just kind of admire his approach to choosing films. I think he's obviously done a lot of real character portrayals of the real life people, a lot of biopics and stuff. 
um, that have got huge, heavy themes behind them. And I think he's like chosen such a good array of films and filmmakers to work with to bring up really important cultural and social issues. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, I just want a you know, big admiration for him, really. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, what about you, Jason? Well, I think he's a terrific actor, and during his remarkable career, he he has acted in a variety of roles, and he has shown that he can play all sorts of characters. He has been a soldier enough during the American Civil War. He's a, he has played a lawyer representing a man who has AIDS. He has played a corrupt detective and a professional boxer, wrongfully accused of convicted of murder. You know, he has a, excelled both on screen and on stage, and he has won multiple awards, including two Oscars. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I agree with both of those opinions. Uh, I think that what I love about him as an actor is that um, emotionally speaking, he always like, t- 100% like, convinces as these roles that he's playing, and he gets to like bring forth and push up the emotional core of the film that he's kind of representing or that his role is representing. Um, what, what, what I think is uh, very impressive about like him as an actor is that um, he's not willing to take squeaky clean roles. He's willing to take quite like dark, um, like complicated characters, even if those characters are supposed to be like, you know, uh, the, the, the central driving figures of, uh, of their narratives and um, I think that's probably no more evident than in uh, the very first one that we're going to talk about. And we're doing this on behalf of this film's uh, 20th anniversary, uh, Training Day. Yeah, um, so for me personally, I actually think that uh, this might be my fa- like maybe my favourite uh, role of his um, and maybe even my favourite performance, but um, I haven't fully decided. But I do think that his role as uh, Alonzo Harris in uh, Training Day is kind of up there for me. Uh, what, so, 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 what, what's your opinion on uh, Training Day, or what, what's your opinions on Training Day, and what, what, what do you think about him in that role? Uh, absolutely, yes. I think he's, uh, I think he's brilliant in that in that role. I think he, the Oscar was very well deserved. He plays a corrupt detective who believes that his message are are right in in fighting crime, but you know he's also a, He's also a bad guy too, and I think he managed to play that his character very well. I think he's he doesn't Washington. He definitely steals the show in that film. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, I would say so. And uh, I would say what's great about uh, that character is that um, he gets to kind of subvert what you'd expect because he seems like a mentor figure. But in reality, he's the complete opposite because he's totally selfish. Um, in, in the first two acts of the film, what he does well is that he kind of sells the idea that even his, like, worst, a- worst actions are somehow, like, justified in terms of stopping crime. Uh, but then I think once he gets to the bit where he leaves, uh, uh, basically, the main character, Jake, in this, uh, like, uh, gangster's room uh, just to basically get killed... Um, you kind of realize as well that everything that he had said up until that point was kind of just a lie and was just there, basically, to, like convince jake and like lead him off and in reality what he's doing is that he's just trying to get enough money to basically just pay off these like russian mobsters and stuff and uh, i think that um what's great about him in that film is that he's so charismatic but he's also just so evil and um he kind of has this like 
extreme confidence, extreme like swagger about him that's entertaining and charming, but also quite deeply disturbing and threatening because he just seems like he just doesn't care and that he's just willing to like basically harm anybody that's in his way in order to get what he wants. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. There's so much, so much, such a layered character, and there's mm-hmm. so much to it. Like when you watch it unfold, and I think that you know, in the hands of another actor, that would have been an absolute catastrophe. That role mm-hmm. because it would have become sort of cartoonish, and you know, sort of, you can imagine this villain just kind of yeah, scheming, and it just wouldn't work. But with Washington in you know, in the driving seat, it just really worked because. That whole film, like Antoine Fuqua's film, just constantly ups the tension. There's no time where it lets it go. And each scene just becomes increasingly more dangerous, more perilous, and you feel that tension just turning up. And I think what is really interesting is the way that, uh, as you said, Washington's character seems to sort of have the answers to it all to begin with. But as the tension increases and as that you know it obviously unfolds for him he loses control of the situation um because he just gets himself so far but what i thought was really interesting about that character was how he sold the streets to the ethan Hawke character and said you know this is the way it is you know do you want to go to jail do you want to go home like he keeps saying that as if like he knows everything he knows what's going to happen and largely what he does predict does happen like he seems like he knows exactly what's going to going to happen um and it's all about this sort of idea of like challenging the status quo and not accepting bad times or hard things you know for what they are you know that actually something like Ethan Hawke who's such this like pure uh rookie character with I is an idealistic person that you know not to lose that even in like what is essentially like the harshest climate that he could be thrown into um and yeah that kind of becomes very much a sense of good versus evil by the end of the film but at the beginning it's far more layered and and blurry it's so much harder to sort of dissect but i think i I agree with you rob i think well if you're (laughs) you're not 100 but i think it is my favorite performance of denzel washington because i think it's such a a hard character to do justice to. I mean, that's an interesting choice of word there, but I think he's a very difficult character to play. Um, and I think that is my favorite role. Of his. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I love how, um, uh, what is it? Like, it, I mean, it, it, like, cause, cause obviously, cause, cause Jake does believe in the idea of justice and that's constantly challenged because, um, you know, uh, Alonzo is like pretty much the definition of a corrupt cop. And um, even like tries to, justify it early on by saying like oh yeah street justice is you know good because like the like the whole idea of like you know like gangsters taking each other out you know that's 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 good for the streets but in reality it's like you know what 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 he, what he cares more about is his own like survival and his own sense of self-preservation um and you know and and yeah i think that the like script in general um i think it's a really really tight film like it's a really i don't think it there's necessarily a wasted like sequence in that movie and that's what partially what makes it work well and it works well as well because there are a lot of scenes of just the two of them talking in a car and those scenes could have felt like filler but they really don't feel like filler because each of these moments each like help you get to like know a little bit more about um alonzo or know a little bit more about jake um 
and yeah, but but I think it, it, it in some ways it probably wouldn't be as good as it was if not for the way it concludes. Because you know, because obviously, like I think I think the ending of Training Day is pretty like famous. I think most people know about it. But it's the bit where you know, it, it's like Alonso's like on the top of the world, and then finally all of it just comes crashing down. You know, like Jake ends up actually like recovering from that beatdown and getting the upper hand. Uh, and he, he ends up basically kind of exposing that Alonso doesn't really have the power that he thinks he does, you know, with all the like other like members of the street, like all of them are just like, you know, like they're not going to help Alonso out. Like they're not going to properly step in. And, you know, at the end of it, like one of them even like takes the gun that they initially just laid out on the floor for Alonso, picks it up, points at Alonso, lets Jake walk off. You know, it kind of shows you that like Alonso's like power has totally gone away from him. Um, you know, and it, and then it leads to that bit that, like, obviously, again, it's pretty famous. Right. The final, the, the the bit, it's kind of the typical like villain breakdown moment where you know, like, they're utterly professing, like, oh, you know, I'm going to do all of this stuff to you, but in reality, they know that they're not going to be able to, you know, because they've lost it completely. Yeah, it's a it's a great um, a great sequence actually that last bit because they're in what would essentially be no man's land like they say like the police won't go in there unless they're like fully <laughs> reinforced so in theory it should be a place where uh alonso should be safe um but actually it's a really great sort of shining moment where the the characters don't do what he had anticipated and they don't just fall in line with his uh terrible world view that actually they have more in common with the uh the Jake character yeah it's, it's, it's terrific uh, I watched it again I, I used to watch it a lot um back in the day as they say um and I rewatched it for for the podcast and I just I just couldn't stop watching it I, it's such an enthralling film it's so gripping and I as I say yeah no scene in that film is clunky or unnecessary it's all just it's so tight it's amazing great film yeah yeah well, and, and what do you think uh Jason no, it's just it's a just a great film, you know. Undoubtedly, one of Washington's best performances, and Ethan Hawke is also very good in it too. I think mm-hmm. as a really yeah, yeah, absolutely. he totally matches him. Mm, yeah, he definitely has his moments too, and I think the two of them work well together on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, what what I think is um, uh, is also yeah, 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 yeah. I do think it's it it, it it's definitely like. Uh, the, the the dueling performance as well and um you know i do think that like anton fuqua's like direction is quite good because um uh like you know he gives it a sense of like convincing la grit but he also um like ju- like during those the, the the tense moments i think he play he directs them really really well um there, there's some really good camera work in there and um yeah i think it kind of yeah yeah it all comes together really like smoothly i think that um uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's also like a pretty quotable film, film as well. Like, especially like yeah, like any line that Alonso has, I think you could probably quote one. Yeah, like I used to say things like um, where, when he goes, oh, I, I won't be able to swear. That's the only trouble. A lot of them have got swearing in. Um, but the bit where he gets shot by Ethan Hawke, like he says this line afterwards, <laughs> and the way he says it, he's like, "You mother bleeper," yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then he's shot me in the (laughs) i just i still find that hilarious i love the way he delivers that line it's just got this slight edge of comedy to it that yeah yeah. punctuates that scene um yeah 
brilliant yeah really yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but yeah i mean yeah absolutely that's a great one uh, but i i i the, 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 there are a lot of a lot of other ones even ones that like seem sort of casual like you know like a, a narcotics agent must know and love narcotics or like the bit where um what is it uh oh yeah or even in like the the the, the, the final fight where he's like you know like you know i'm surgical with this b word jake you know like li lines like that that i think are like really like 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 again there is sort of this humorous quality to it but it's also a bit more threatening as well because you can kind of tell that he's enjoying he, he's enjoying himself he's enjoying what he's doing you know and that kind of helps like it, it it just feels very very human and like he brings a very human quality to the character you know and yeah i like yeah i love that about it um yeah i yeah i mean and, and the final thing i'll say as well is that um i think like as far as like an oscar it, like because because he won his second oscar win um i'd say I probably i i can't really think of any other move any other role uh that i probably like place his second oscar on because like as much as like in other films he's given like great performances in this one i think it's one where he definitely elevates it yeah i think he he absolutely owns that role and it, it shows it's it, i don't want to use the, the phrase but it is like a master class in mm -hmm. acting um you know if someone was going to show you something like this is what you can do as an actor it's like yeah it's it's so impressive mm -hmm. definitely yeah 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 and um yeah but to and to talk about like so so the thing that's kind of noteworthy as well is like okay he's won more than one oscar but he's also worked with more than one director and um i think that that's pretty interesting because you can because if you look at the films that he's done with some of these directors a lot of them are very, very different films and even, you could argue, different roles as well. Um, like, obviously, Anton Fuqua, he worked with him again for uh, The Equalizer, then again in uh, Magnificent Seven, and then again for Equalizer 2. Um, and it, it's weird, like, watching those movies in comparison because the, the later collaborations that he did with Denzel, you know, like, aren't nearly as good, like... You know, like uh, uh, Denzel himself is still pretty good in those like performances, like with that script. But the films themselves around them just don't quite live up to that like level of quality. I don't think, um, and that's just interesting. And it's just, um, I think it's probably just a reflection of um, like just just the differing results that can be like produced when two artists collaborate. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Equalizer, Magnificent Seven, the remake, Equalizer Two. Yeah, I watched um, the Equalizer again. I'd seen it before. I rewatched it, and I think it's like a role that you see him like. Obviously, yeah, he brings a level of gravitas to the to the screen, but you can't get away from the fact that that film is essentially just sort of revenge porn, really, and it's just yeah. like the idea of like, oh this character that just is completely it's like watching taken it was like taken and just with a different sort of plot thrown around it um that it didn't do anything i didn't expect it to um but it's a good film and i think that's what is you know we might talk a bit about the genres later but when uh washington in a fairly generic action movie he manages to make it far more palatable because he's such a great actor mm -hmm. i think that's just what he does so like things in like deja vu 
um, Two Guns, and there were some others that I, that I watched. And I thought, yeah, he still really brings it. Like he's still he's still really good. Like even even if the the film is fairly middle of the road, I think mm-hmm. I'd watch it with him in. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think the the big hitter films where he's done something a bit more substantial, in particular, I think the biopics are mm-hmm. where you get that kind of recipe for success. I think that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I was like, I, I, I thought the Equalizer was like fairly effective. You know, like, like, like just being like a, a brutal like action thriller starring like a, you know, an old man who's really, really good at killing people. You know, and it was effective as such. But again, I don't think it like even though it's the same director and although it's like not directed poorly, it obviously doesn't have the same script as Training Day, and it also it kind of suffers from the fact that like um it's quite overlong and it's quite it, it, it it's quite it's a bit of a bloated film you know i feel like it could have mm. just been like a 90 minute movie and that's kind of what one of the most effective things about training day is that you know it's such a tight film and this one isn't nearly as tight and it's very very complicated but you know when it is just focusing on him like killing and outsmarting people it is it is pretty entertaining um i do think that like it is so so i mean i mean that's like two like two different collaborations with that director as for like tony scott that was an interesting like period of time and i think that that kind of helped usher him into like the the more act that the action movies and stuff like collaborating with tony scott on like crimson tide first of all but then like especially with like man on fire you know like like what about that period because he did man on fire deja vu taking of pelham 123 and unstoppable uh, that in and of itself was kind of a time in his career where he was like kind of embracing like the these more action heavy movies yeah i think that uh washington does a great job as an action as an action movie star i think he portrays uh he's believable as a you know a tough as a tough guy you know who's willing to you know they can't take on the bad guys and as a determined mm-hmm. guy yeah i think he does that yeah. very well yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do like stuff like uh, Man on Fire, uh, Deja Vu, Pelham One Two Three, Unstoppable. I get any of those movies. Pelham One Two Three is a different one, I'd say, because it doesn't play a, a re- doesn't really play a tough guy on that one. No, no, he only plays a train station guy, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He doesn't really take on the bad guys, you know, with mm-hmm. with a tough attitude. Just, he plays a world of vulnerable guys uh, on that one, I'd say. Tough yeah, Pelham One Two Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even in like Unstoppable, you know, and, and even de- and kind of deja vu as well. Like, uh, like Man on Fire is the only one that feels a bit like you know, like, um, you know, like it's in that same like equalizer mold. Um, but, but yeah, actually, I mean, I think it's it's interesting as well because like because you know when he was doing that, he was doing like the Tony Scott films of like the two thousands when like Tony Scott got like really weird and experimental with like you know like ta- like taking these like seemingly um like palatable mainstream action movies and just going kind of crazy with them like especially like visually in terms of the editing like you know like i like i've known over the years a lot of people that really do not like tony scott's like um kind of flashy mtv style editing that he does in some of his films in some of his later films um but you know over the years i've kind of i've sort of gotten used to it and i think in um i don't in deja vu specifically i think he kind of he tones that down quite a lot and uh, I, I think Deja Vu is a really, really underrated one of uh, both their careers. I think, uh, I think that film stands out as quite a good um, uh, sci-fi thriller. Yeah, I watched that again uh, for this, and 
I, it's funny. I, I, it's one of those films where you you mentioned the editing, and I think they, the it works well in that film because you're not meant to really keep up with it. You're you're placed in his seat, right? And he's this cop trying to get his head around the, the idea that they can now go back and see things that happened four days ago and all the technology and how that would then create spin-off realities and stuff that once you start trying to keep up with it, you're like, oh, what's, what's going on? Like, how's that working now? And I think it works really well in that in that setting. And I I found it a bit of an infuriating film like when I was watching it because I was like, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people I wanted to know exactly what happened. Um, but I think that that played well to um washington as a performer and and as the character because he's got such an amount of confidence and Mm -hmm. he he brings that to every role and it obviously always shines i mean when you compare it against some because he's quite sort of fast talking and he always has like a sort of smart comment to make and he does that in a lot of his roles whereas that's why one of the interesting things about the equalizer which i wasn't that impressed with but was that he was going against type where he was playing more of a quiet character. He didn't have loads of witty one-liners. He had a few, um, but they were very kind of humble and smaller. Whereas like something like Training Day really played to his strengths because he's like giving it the gift of the gab. And I think that, um, yeah, with like Deja Vu, it was a bit of bit of both. Like he was able to sort of provide that. Um, but yeah, it was interesting watching that. And um, Unstoppable, I didn't re-watch it. But I remember watching it years back and really enjoyed it i love the sort of tension and the the threat of that film um and i think washington can really carry that off because i think he's got that um not an everyman quality but he's got that that hero quality i think and that's Mm -hmm. what you really want i think for a role like that yeah 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 absolutely in, in some ways i think like like as it stays the movie history and the roles that he's played and even how he comes across in real life he is almost he is almost like a um I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to sum this up, but he's al- he's almost got that kind of like father figure quality to people that don't even know him, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you yeah. could sort of watch him and think to yourself, like, that's a guy that I, I have to take advice from. That's a guy that I have to do what he says. That's a guy that I have to, you know, like, uh, like you know. I think just inherently, even if you don't know him, he he has that quality, even in his like movie roles, like beyond what he's like in reality, you know, mm-hmm. and. um and yeah, but like, but, but, but yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, I think he, um, uh, I, yeah, I do think that that does make him a good role for a good fit for some of these movies where the situation is more the main character than he is. Um, you know, cause in something like Unstoppable, I don't really rem- remember him that much. I more just remember, you know, just the threat, of, the threat of the train, but in some ways you could say that's kind of a good thing because, you know, it kind of shows like, okay, well, he, he, he doesn't really dwarf the train because the train is the star of that movie, essentially. And he's just the one who has to, like, stop it from going, like, out of control. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was an interesting period of both of their careers, I think. You know, obviously, unfortunately, like, Tony Scott died, so Unstoppable was his, his last film. Uh, I would have loved to have seen, like, uh, if they could have, like, collaborated on more movies, you know. I think that, um, you know, I think that if Tony Scott, like... Um, picked up another script that was on the level of like true romance or, or, or anything else, any of the other like great movies that he's done, he and Denzel could have like made gold together, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. There's a lot of great hits there. Um, and you know, he's, he's chosen to work with some fantastic people. I think Washington knows 
the the quality when he sees it. You know, like working with Spike Lee and stuff. And he I'm knows. Just going to try to move on to that actually. Yeah. yeah, I think you know he knows when the collaboration's right, and that's why I think he also goes back for more films, which you don't always see because sometimes you just think, oh, they have a great run, and then they think, well they'll give you know, someone else a try. But actually, it's great to see when they do come back together and do like, more films. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely um, the Spike Lee films were, were really good. Yeah. yeah what, 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 what do you uh, think of them, uh, Jason? Like, uh, so it's like, um, what is it? It's uh, Mo Better Blues, uh, He Got Game, Malcolm X and Inside Man. Well, I think in Malcolm X, I think uh, Washington is terrific. So I think he... He plays a character very the Malcolm X known, known character very well as a criminal who becomes a well known uh, civil rights activist. I, I don't think that anybody else could have played any better than he did. Mm-hmm. I think it's a terrific performance, one of his best, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw that movie and I I was really impressed by it, especially because like you know it's a film of like an extreme length. It's like three and a half hours. Um, but for the most part, I think it it kind of earned that runtime, and I think that's just because it's covering most of his life, and because it, it is definitely like an epic, you know, it's an epic, yet it's also a character study as well, and um, uh, that to me is what kind of helps put it above um, a lot of other biopics of its ilk, because, you know, it's not just a movie that's just a summary of events, it's a movie about a guy, and how that guy uh, grows and changes and becomes famous. And it, but even when he's like, you know, famous and at the top, he still has learning to do. Um, and, you know, I was, I was very like impressed by how, how um, big Spike Lee's ambition was. And I think it like paid off fairly well. Um, I think that um, Washington himself, what he did really convincing convincingly was he played Malcolm X across all of these different, like, emotional states and time periods um and it was very very um like illuminating i think because you know i didn't really know a lot about malcolm x's like actual history and life and even about um like the 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 way that he was and the way that he um grew and changed as a person and stuff so so for me it was kind of also educational as well yeah i i studied it at uni um part of the civil rights movement and the film was obviously tied in with that and i think you're right yeah to to try and do a film on malcolm x is incredibly ambitious that is huge mm-hmm. um and yeah the runtime I, I started it for a rewatch recently and i was like oh three hours three hours okay right but that film zips along it is so quick because there's they are trying to pack everything in and you know it's all the time periods that they cover as well are absolutely essential to understanding that character because they're all like part of the development of him as a person but also his politics and his philosophies and things and yeah you you need someone like Denzel Washington in in that role because it's such a again layered character there's lots of emotions going on there's lots of subtext as well it's not just telling you oh this is what happened and this is what he thought it's like giving you more meat than that giving you actually like scenes where you get to make up your own mind as to how the character may have interpreted that situation um and i think it's brilliant and it's dealing again with huge themes massive 
themes that are all still incredibly relevant right now that I think Spike Lee and Washington have done an incredible job there with that film. And it really does stand up, as you say, as one of the best biopics ever made. Yeah, yeah. I, I put it up there as like definitely a, a, a very, very good example of one. Um, I mean, and it's kind of, and, and it is interesting about like the whole, like, you know, like it having relevance today and stuff. Cause like, cause the thing is, is about the movie is that like, um, uh, what's interesting about the character arc that Malcolm X goes on is that he kind of, um, he kind of, he kind of goes from like, you know, like, like being a black man, who's really not like fully conscious and aware of the racism that's going on around him. And then through this teaching in prison through the nation of Islam, he kind of realizes just how deeply rooted in history racism is. And he starts, and he actively works to fight against it. And then, um, and then, you know, you like, you see him in the rest of the film and stuff and he, you know, you know, you, you see him become the Malcolm X that you more know. Uh, but you also see him not only find out some stuff about the people in the nation of Islam that he's a part of, but also you see his kind of view change because, you know, like for lack of a better word, his views do in that prison do shift to, to being quite um, black and white, you know, like, well, well, actually a better phrase would be us versus them, you know, like that, like that's kind of what it becomes for him. And then he kind of loses that mentality later on in the film. Um, and, you know, the tragedy is that, yeah, he does lose that mentality, but ultimately uh, to other people, you know, they st- still view him as the enemy. And, you know, that that's why in the end he obviously gets assassinated and stuff. And that's, you know, it's very unfortunate and tragic. You know, he had that growth, but, you know, he ends up getting killed just the same. And it, yeah, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like it. And uh, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, if I think of anything like, if he were to get another second Oscar, I think it would have been for that film, you know, because, um, you know, because, yeah, yeah, I think he he played it convincingly. But, you know, but Spike Lee, I think, also handled that movie excellently, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, what about uh, Inside Man as well? Uh, what would you think of it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's another great film by Spike Lee, and I think Dutch Wilson does another great job. So I think he's kind of a supporting character, so I'd say he plays uh, the, the chief of the police, if I'm not mistaken, and he tries and the some criminals are holding hostages inside the inside the bank, and he's trying to resolve the situation. I think, but I think it's very convincing in his role. I don't, I don't consider it to be one of his best roles, but it's a good role for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, uh, like I do think that in that movie, um, it's more like uh, like his character is more the guy who's just experiencing everything. But you know, he has a lot of. Um, <clears throat> he is, is his character does ha does still have like enough of a presence for me to where I feel like he's given like material and stuff and you know I think that um I think it's just kind of interesting just to uh see him and Spike working on like a seemingly a, a seemingly like more mainstream movie or well not mainstream but like a seemingly more of a genre film um but you kind of realize that like it kind of makes sense that Spike Lee's tackling this material because it does have a bit of the political edge to it. Yeah, I think there's there's some classism in there and, yeah, certainly elements of racism. And I think also it's the... the so many of Washington's films um, deal with the police. Like, mm -hmm. the police are in, like, a huge amount of the roles that he's done. And I think, you know... It, inevitably brings up the, the conversations which people don't always want to have and i think it's good that he does that that you know, you're getting this uh opportunity to, like i think there's a scene in inside man where he's talking to this cop and he tells him you know enough of the racist language like because the cop's mm -hmm. giving him this story and throwing in unnecessarily you know um like sort of slurs about the people mm -hmm. that are involved and i think it's just moments like that which are like so important to put into these films and then yeah the larger story like uh, it came out a while ago. Doesn't matter if we spoil it. Mm -hmm. Is obviously that you know this character that dealt with the Nazis essentially has now made millions in in America and is like you know seen as this figure of power and integrity and you know it's just it's on the backs of people that suffered and I think that's you know obviously a key reason to want to tell this kind of story. But I think you're right as well, Jason. That obviously, yeah, he's not. I think Washington in this, this character is very much the um, yeah, it's happening to him and he's trying to keep up. Kind of similar to Deja Vu a little bit. It did remind me quite a bit of the same kind of character. But in this one, he's a lot more cocky and he's a lot more kind of, um, yeah, having fun, I think, with the role and in you know, throwing around a bit of confidence here and there, a bit of flair, um, which was which was fun to watch. Um, I liked his repartee with uh, Jodie Foster. I thought that, that worked really well. But overall, it is the kind of film that you kind of just don't, it, I think it'll stand in the... I'm not sure it'll even make in the top 10 for me of Denzel mm -hmm. Washington films. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think that Inside Man's a good movie. I think that... Um, uh, oh, 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 what is it? I uh, Yeah, I do think that, like, Spike Lee's... Like, uh, like he, he does do a really good job at, like, making it intense. Um, but I do think... Though I do think it's a bit held back by a couple of, like, weird choices that he makes. Like, if you watch the movie again, uh, there's, like, bits in it where they flash to, like interrogation scenes that take place later on that didn't really work for me and also like the most weird choice is that the movie like the opening and ending credits have like bollywood music and i don't really get why 
Like I, like, <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Actually, I wasn't sure. Like, um, yeah, like, like I, I, I think, like I looked up and all I could find is that he just liked that music and just wanted to put it in one of his films or something. But I don't know. It was, it, it was quite out of place. And there's always a scene where a character is like being pulled along on like some kind of trolley, right? And Washington is like coming towards the camera. And he did it in, in Malcolm X as well. And I've, I think I've seen it in other Spike Lee films. Mm-hmm. And it's always a really jarring sequence. Like it happens and I'm like, okay, that's like Spike Lee's signature move. Like I get it, but it's just, it just feels so out of place. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I I mean, like like specifically Malcolm X, like I, I, I thought it was used really, really well in that film. Um, you know, and in, and in Inside Man, it was, I, I, I can understand it being jarring because it's in the middle of like a bit where you think that they've like killed a hostage and stuff. And, you know, it's like a moment where it, where ordinarily he should be like, you know, sprinting towards the bank, but in re- but he's just like standing straight up and just moving, you know, and it, so, so, it, so it is jarring in the moment. I agree. Um, Even though I, I mean, I think I get the point. I, I sort of get what he was trying to go for in that scene, but I agree. I agree. It is noteworthy in that bit, but, you know, but, but anyway, so like, so so yeah, yeah. So 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 some of that side is still think the Inside Man works quite well, and um, you know, I mean, I I think that like um, to kind of transition as well onto like because we talked about like the the more genre films that he's done. It's felt like the dramas that he's done. Um, I think that those are probably the most like noteworthy um, things of his career because he's done so many of these like movies that you can like like wh- like whether you put them into like you know being social commentary films or not it, he's just done loads and loads of like just straight up dramas you know and so like some of them do somewhat occupy other genres like uh sports movies obviously because he did remember the titans um but you know but a lot of them in a lot of these movies it is purely it is a dramatic film like uh, like that like that is mostly what's going on so um i don't know i mean so for you like what like what do you think like um i guess as far as dramas go like what would be up there for you um i'd probably say uh philadelphia would definitely be high ranking for me um i actually think it's one of his rare films where he does kind of get pushed out of the screen slightly i think tom (laughs) hanks does often win the scene i think largely because of the character but i think uh yeah there's an interesting dynamic going on there but it is still an amazing film and it's really powerfully uh, made i love the combination of different themes at at work there you've got a black lawyer representing a gay man who's got aids and I, i think it's just it's such a important film and it, it really works it's, it's again one of those ones that you you watch and you don't ever look at the clock uh it's just it's just perfectly um perfectly filmed uh jonathan demi isn't it um yeah i think it's one of his best and i also really enjoyed flight i thought flight was really good um if nothing else, just for his interaction with is it John Goodman, who plays mm-hmm. the drug dealer, I just thought I want more more film of them two. I want to see what they get up to. I want them to go on like nights out. I thought, yeah, that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, again, like a interesting film where you got like a character uh, who is isn't perfect. Obviously, yeah, he's done like loads wrong, but you still end up kind of sympathizing with him empathizing with him i think you want to be on his side but he makes it very difficult and i think that's a really interesting film 
to try and do because he is largely that character throughout the whole movie um, and you're with him for the journey. But yeah, I think Denzel Washington plays that really well. Um, so those would be my two that I, I would definitely uh, pick out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Jason, what do you think of uh, both those films? Uh, uh, do, do you kind of agree with what uh, Chris is saying? Oh, yes. Philadelphia, yes, that's a very powerful film, you know, very, very well acted, both from Denzel Washington and, of course, from Tom Hanks, won the Oscar. And it's, a, you know, there was very strong subjects like, you know, homosexuality and injustice, being wrongfully dismissed from your job. And it's a very emotional film. And it, I don't think I can ever watch it without crying. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great film. And, uh, so what, so what was the other film, please? Flight. The Flight. Oh, actually, I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen uh, Philadelphia either. Um, but, you know, but, but in my opinion, I mean, uh, Flight, I remember, I, I remember, like, not being a huge fan of it. Um, I remember thinking, I remember thinking that the, the, the lead character that he was playing was, um, was for the most part pretty well handled in the sense that, like, he was, you know, he was obviously just in a huge alcoholic, uh, alcoholic and um, he was, you know, he wasn't like demonized for like his addiction or anything, but he also wasn't entirely let off the hook and he did have to go through, uh, you know, a period of like, you know, like, like trying to not drink and then he relapsed and then like, um, I think that that film is kind of made worth it by that like final courtroom scene, which is obviously a similarity between this and Philadelphia, but in in the uh, the courtroom bit at the end, uh, I think that that's a really like um, excellent like sequence where it's it's kind of the climactic moment of the film where he is basically being forced to like you know because c- he's because seem- he was seemingly like he's he's kind of being blamed for this like plane um, almost crash that took place that thankfully he managed to like you know avert and like he managed to like save lives and stuff. But in this, but then he's being like blamed because they discovered like alcohol on board and they discovered like alcohol in his system, I think, you know, and so like he's going to get blamed for it. And he has a way to avoid getting blamed for it by basically like throwing this woman under the bus. But then, but he doesn't want to and he wants to like finally like to kind of admit like, no, I'm an alcoholic, I'm drunk right now, you know, and I, I and I really love that like final uh, sequence of it. Yeah, so it's a really good film, and um, yeah, sorry, one of the ones I did forget to mention was I actually really liked American Gangster, um, mm-hmm. Ridley Scott film. I don't think it gets the kind of recognition that it deserves because, um, obviously, yeah, <laughs> gangster films are very much the, the difficult genre to try and to peek in. But I actually, I, yeah, I think it's really, really good, uh, really works, and yeah, it's definitely a film that plays to Washington's strengths. Uh, it's got a similar kind of vibe to training day in some ways where you've got this like anti-hero who does sort of bad things but maybe for good reasons but then inevitably you sort of have to just come to the conclusion that no no he is he is evil but you know um maybe he's just part of the system um yeah if you haven't seen it, i'd recommend american gangster Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it a long time ago, but yeah, I certainly remember him in it, and I remember, um, I remember the basic story, and yeah, and you know, I've seen like clips from it as well. Because the cool thing about a lot of these um, uh, movies as well is that like a, a lot of them just have like a lot of the movies that he appears in. I think just have very good individual scenes, 
and and that sounds like a weird statement to make but a lot of them like you can just watch out of context and still be very entertained by you know like and a couple of the scenes in american gangster are really good like the bit where he's like the bit with the carpet or the bit with like you know blue magic um uh stuff like that like you know all that stuff is really is is really good and you know like like good individual scene and he does really well in those bits um you know stuff like (laughs) and um it's interesting that you bring up like the gangster genre as well like the crime genre because you know um he was kind of slightly playing against type by playing just an outright like crime boss because typically he doesn't do that um is there any like kind of genre that you'd want to see him or, or or even role that you'd want to see him take on that uh, you don't think he's done yet. And I, I, I Jason, uh, how, how about you? Like, like, what, what do you think? Uh, he's done such a tough one. He's done so many roles. I mean, maybe he could play a character who, uh, a character in, from the Middle Ages, maybe. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred, the fifteen hundred, hundred something like that with knights and everything. Maybe that'll be interesting for him, I think. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's done enough biopics. It's like, you know, he might as well go back even further into the past, you know, all the way back uh, to the time, you know, like all the way back then, you know, and it's like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Yeah, yeah. Any, yeah, anything like that would be really cool. Uh, well, what about you, Chris? Uh, it has to be an out-and-out comedy where he mm-hmm. and John Goodman team up. I just need yeah. to see that film. Yeah, I want to yeah, see him yeah, with yeah. Uh, John Goodman living it up i don't really care what the plot is to be honest i feel like they should be in like tijuana or something where there's mm-hmm. no rules um yeah that's the film i want but yeah no i think he funnily enough here's a character uh, here's an actor that doesn't or wouldn't fit necessarily into a lot of genres um not very well anyway because of the integrity and the and the the heavy weight that he brings i think mm-hmm. um you couldn't have him as like just some floppy rom-com mm-hmm. <laughs> sidekick or something like it just wouldn't work he's mm-hmm. just too important like he, he would just bring so much presence i think to the to the film but i do think that um maybe maybe sci-fi could be a mm-hmm. good good move him he's done a few sort of with, with elements of it but you know out and out you know put, put him in space like do more mm-hmm. of that <laughs> we haven't seen yeah, him do that. that what about you robert oh yeah yeah well well for me so yeah i mean yeah a lot of those options sound good i mean i mean like like just like a simple romantic drama would be quite nice like like a sit like a simple like you know not uh, not explicit like but still mature romantic drama would be pretty cool to see him in um but i think i mean yeah absolutely uh fantasy you know like like maybe you could play a wizard in a movie or something like that or maybe well, he did play... the book of eli didn't he that was like a dystopian film uh where yeah. he played a bit and he's character was blind wasn't he like, mm-hmm. and yeah i think that was like as sort of fantasy as i've seen him i think mm-hmm. i'm not sure he's done anything else i might be wrong mm-hmm. um he did do the there was like a, a another film in the, in the 90s called fallen I, I i didn't get a chance to rewatch it but i remember loving it when i was younger i'd like mm-hmm. to go back and watch that again but um that had like a some kind of like pandemic or something and i'm not sure um uh, maybe i'm misremembering that one but i think um yeah he he's mainly done quite straight roles really it's quite sort of you know action hero or cop or you know mm-hmm. that sort of that's been the bulk of his work or playing true to life biopics i think mm-hmm. yeah 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 oh and also oh coincidentally in fallen uh he was 
Um, I, I don't know if he's, he was paired up with him, if he was his partner, but him and John Goodman were in that movie together. In, uh, in ah, that's together. why I love it. That's why, see, I didn't even remember that at all. So that is definitely going to be something I'm going to go back and watch. I have to have to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, but it is a totally. It, it, it's it's absolutely not a comedy. It's like you know, like I think I I think it's outright like it is like a supernatural like 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 police thriller where they're investigating like occult murders or something like that. But you know, but yeah. So I mean, like yeah, 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 yeah. So so I agree with that. And actually, okay, well, okay. Th- th- this is kind of touching upon fantasy just a little bit. Um, you know, depending on how you look at it. But um, his most like if we're looking at like very recent roles of his um the tragedy of macbeth uh the most recent uh one um that he did that he's done and uh, which kind of does have elements of fantasy in it you could say um even though it's sort of a straightforward adaptation of shape of you know the macbeth play there are obviously supernatural things in it like especially with the presence of like the three witches and stuff you know and it's like you know that is so, so that one kind of scratches that itch a little bit um further uh have you seen have either of you seen it yet no, i haven't, no. certainly haven't seen it no. oh okay yeah i yeah yeah i saw it at uh, the london film festival and um i uh it, I, I think it's outright like it's just playing on um apple tv i think or maybe it's just playing in cinemas, but it hasn't come out on Apple TV yet. But I'm, I'm certain it's available on uh, on Apple TV. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think he does a really great job playing um, uh, Macbeth because he basically just has the text there and he really like digs into it well. Uh, he plays this like you know, like uh, I, I, the 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 character that we know, but with like an older edge to him and a lot more of a genuine sense of like vulnerability as well. And um, I think, uh, I, I, like you know, I didn't love the movie or anything, you know, because it is quite um, uh, dark and weird and kind of, and, and a very like straightforward adaptation of the Macbeth story as well, which is quite a dark, um, bleak story. But um, but but I do think it's it's still quite an impressive movie. Like visually speaking, it's really excellent, and um, I think yeah, he's it, it, like like not like not only does he do well in a role where i feel felt like he was more embracing his age and also kind of embracing embracing like the inherent like darkness that you can bring out of roles like this but also was it was kind of funny and this is something that i'll never forget as well uh my mum uh after we saw the film at uh, the london film festival she said that like uh yeah and this is kind of how she'd probably endorse it is she said that like denzel gave his least sexy performance ever and that's actually really true if you watch the film. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to see a film where he's not sexy. Uh, that's just yeah, 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 yeah. What, what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? Well, 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 I mean, he, he has like a, a white beard in it, you know, and he's just like, and he's kind of crazy, and he's very like, I mean, he, he, he's playing the role of Macbeth, and you know, you, and you probably know what that entails, mm. but you know, that, but that, but that's how she she sold it, and that's, and I think that's quite apt. I love um, it if they put that on the poster there. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Denzel in his least sexiest performance. Like everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. flocks have watched that. <laughs> yeah, I think she might. She might have even specified like you know, like least sexy, like villain performance or something like that. You know, um, you know, but, but 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 regardless, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. So so so, so that's a good like recent thing that shows that he hasn't. He, he absolutely has not lost it as a performer at all. Um, you know, but I, but I think and, and but but the one like like other major things to touch on as well is that he's actually gotten into directing as well um yeah well i mean he's produced a lot of stuff he hasn't written anything as far as i can tell 
but he has directed movies and um you know he's he's kind of done so he, he he's got about four currently and uh the first three were like well received and his most recent one the reviews actually i've heard on that good for it a uh, journal for jordan uh, hasn't come out so i haven't seen it yet but the reviews don't sound very like positive on that one which is kind of a shame because like his past three films that he did direct he you know got a lot of uh, love i would say Mm. yeah i've I've only seen fences the one that he's Mm -hmm. uh, the ones he's directed and um yeah it was good um but i did find that it was very um it's very staged obviously it's Mm -hmm. based on a play so i get it like it's meant to be Mm -hmm. but it it felt like i was watching a play and that Mm -hmm. i don't really want that when i watch adaptations i kind of want them to feel more like a movie um but apart from that no i do remember it being very powerful uh obviously credible performances um and i think that you know him and viola davis work so well together she's absolutely amazing in that mm-hmm. film um yeah I, I remember being very impressed by it but like i think the direction in particular was stagey and it's not a good thing if i notice it if i mm-hmm. noticed it then it obviously just didn't work for me there but you know maybe that was the vibe that he was going for Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, would you agree, Jason? Yeah, the fences is a. I think he does a very good job there as director, and I think he's. It's another great performance performance by him. I think the well deserved Oscar nomination, and he does manages to portray a character who is rather unlikable, in my opinion, and he does mm-hmm. it. You know, but he does it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do remember like the actual like visual look of that movie being really, really nice. Um, and you know, I do think that like that that was definitely something that he brought to it. Um, what I also do think he brought to it was um, he did bring a sort of sense of um, what is it like? So I agree on the staginess of it. Um, uh, it, weirdly, I think I'm a bit less like hard on that than other people are. And I think that that's just because I feel like it's kind of taking the film medium and doing something a bit different with it. Um, I understand how obviously that can be, that that can result in a film that's kind of boring or at least like boring on a visual level. Um, And, you know, but for me personally, I'm like, you know, it's sort of, there's something about it that feels unique. And there was something about Fences that felt like unique as, you know, a play adaptation that, you know, wasn't, trying so hard to like try and take it away from its origins um i think that like the play itself is also just just fairly good and that kind of helped carry it on its own you know um yeah yeah i would say really my only flaw with it was that um i did think that the character that uh, denzel himself played was it was quite hard to sympathize with you know and at the end of the film i don't know if like that's what you're meant to do or not like I'm still a little bit unsure of whether or not the film wanted you to feel bad for him or kind of not, you know. Like, like, uh, how would you say, Chris? Like with most characters that he's chosen to play, I think you're definitely meant to feel an emotion towards it, even someone as sort of paintedly bad as um, as you know, Alonso in in Training Day. I think it's a character that you're meant to sympathise with because it's a result of you know society it's a you know it's it's the accumulation of all the years and you know decades of 
issues that would create someone like that. And, you know, I think it's important that you see that in those roles and you see the the balance, um, you know, even with the you know, the character in Flight, who actually I think is actually a more kind of despicable character in some ways because he sort of chooses to be an alcoholic and chooses to not get help and chooses to not go to AA, AA, AA meetings and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think that definitely that he would have chosen that role because the, you're meant to be able to pierce beneath it. It's not meant to just be like an out and out, oh, yeah, he's a terrible person. Um, yeah, I must say I'm sort of struggling to remember a lot of it. Like, as I said, I didn't didn't connect too much with the film. Um, but, I yeah, I do remember thinking that his character was like a real hard parent figure um, uh, for the boy. But, yeah, I, I think overall he would choose a character that's got that layer to it. There's always, there's always a different layer to it to, to unpeel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is it? Um, yeah, 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 I agree. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I just remember thinking, like, by the end of it, I really, like, being able to make up my mind but but yeah that's definitely a good um analysis and stuff um yeah i do want to check out um antoine fisher and uh, the great debaters as well because you know apparently because yeah, because like because they seem like very very different as well and you know i think um yeah yeah i, I think they do they and like fences do show that he like has the ability to you know um to adapt to dramatic story like quite well to film and um i think that um you know, like, like even, even though this newest one doesn't sound that good, you know, I'm sure I, I hopefully it will just be like a bump in the road or something like that, and it'll direct more movies. But um, yeah, I guess so. To just just to round it all up, I guess um, are there any like films of his that you uh, that you really like that um, haven't been mentioned yet, or any performances of his that you think are great and stand out that um, uh, that haven't been that haven't mentioned yet that we haven't covered. Well, yes, one of them is uh, the 1989 film Glory, for which uh, mm-hmm. Washington won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar. It takes place during the American Civil War, and it's about the Union Army's first African-American regiment in the American Civil War. And, it, and he plays a, a, a slave who becomes a soldier, and he goes off to fight the war. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah, I mean, yeah. Have you seen it? No, no. Well, 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 annoyingly, I started watching it, but then I kind of there, there, there was another one that I wanted to. There was another film of his that I wanted to watch more, so I had to like go off it and stuff. But I've got it on Netflix. So I'll watch it uh, soon enough. Um, it, yeah. So I mean, I've seen I, I've seen the uh, the clip from it. Uh, the uh, the tear, the bit where he's getting whipped, and uh, the single tear that he has. That's a really powerful scene. Um, you know, have you seen that scene, Chris? No, I've not seen that film. It's on my on my list. Yeah, I, I, have you seen that like scene individually? Like, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the, that bit. That bit, yeah. That's what you were saying earlier about so many scenes that are sort of iconic, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I was uh, it was the hurricane. Uh, I wanted to just mention that a boxing film from the nineties that was really good. Um, again, like looking at Law and Order, um, and you know, that sort of interesting. Um, it's based on a book, I think. Um, but yeah, really, really good film. And um, 
I'd also just like to pick out uh, Safe House, which wasn't mm-hmm. great. I wouldn't say it's a great film, but I think people should just watch it just because it's really good seeing Ryan Reynolds not do the Ryan Reynolds shtick. <laughs> like he just kind of plays it quite straight. And it's really fun like to just see him playing like a more of an action role against um, Denzel Washington, who is actually sort of having a bit more fun with it. But um, it's not a great film by any means. It, just, it was just an interesting one when I was watching it. I think he, ah, it's nice to see Denzel... Um, What's his name? Ryan Reynolds being a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, yeah, I, I, all I really know about that film was that apparently he actually got like waterboarded for real. Like he asked to be waterboarded for real during like a waterboarding scene as well. Oh man, that scene's pretty ferocious. I was watching, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that, it, did, it did look pretty genuine. I wonder if it was one of the mm-hmm. takes, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, overall it's not really a great film. It's sort of pretty uh, forgettable action sort of, tropes really but mm-hmm. i think you know it shows you what even in with that film which is not got a great amount of parts in it that he's still able to sort of just bring a level to it that you, you enjoy and i'll finish that film do you know what i mean it's not like a film mm-hmm. that i'll go oh no i'm just gonna turn it off I, I, I watch pretty much anything with denzel washington i think that's what's been really great about this particular podcast is going back through the guy's uh, career. <laughs> it's just so many films that are just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And we've picked out, I think, really the, the main big ones, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there are a few that, like, you, even I forgot about. So, like, so, so, so the ones that I that I was going to uh, bring, uh, bring up, uh, what is it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, well no, 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 actually, I did bring this one up uh, earlier on, but I'll say this again. Uh, yeah, Remember the Titans, I think, is kind of an underrated one of his. Uh, you know, I think that, like... Um, <laughs> like even though it doesn't necessarily do anything particularly like special as like a sports drama and kind of a race drama as well it's, it's not like particularly stand out but it's but it's still a decent movie and i think it's still um I, I i don't know it does it does still have like some like very like cool moments um especially since he's basically like he's playing a football captain or an american football captain so basically he has those like inspiring great speeches that he gives and um you know but i but i think for me it's probably it's like man on fire i think that's definitely probably the most like underrated um although i mean people i mean that it's it, it's definitely a bit more of a well-regarded film but i think that that film got got a bit trashed when it came out um but i do think that like in hindsight it's quite it's it, it, it's quite an intense like action thriller and it's got um it's got quite a good emotional core with like you know him and like the you know you know dakota fanning the girl that he bonds with and um it also just has some like amazing one-liners in it as well like i like i think probably the one i i probably put this up there with like one of the best one-liners in movie history it's the line where he says uh you know he gets asked um you know, like, aren't you going to forgive them? And then he says, uh, forgiveness is between them and God. It's my job to arrange the meeting. Like, that line, I think, is amazing. Bang on. Yeah, you got, mm-hmm. you, got I mean, you better than some applause when they were in mm-hmm. the uh, in the scene that day. Yeah, no, I haven't rewatched it, to be honest. Um, I watched it, I think, when it first came out and mm-hmm. found it very powerful. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't revisited it. I didn't know, Dakota, I couldn't remember Dakota Fanning was in it. But, um, yeah, yeah I, have to, I probably will revisit that's what's happened with this uh all this research i've just made me think oh, i just want to go and carry on i just keep keep watching his whole uh his whole list to be honest so yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah 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 yeah. and uh we'll probably make uh, many more in the future so uh yeah that's uh pretty much it i would say uh cool so yeah uh this is goodbye from uh robert goodbye from me
and it's goodbye, goodbye from me too. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.